Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It is Tuesday, April 21st. I'm Wayne Pratt. Washington University's healthcare system is planning large-scale furloughs to deal with COVID-19-related financial losses. Chancellor Andrew Martin says the furloughs could affect up to 1,300 university employees and last up to 90 days. WashU is under an indefinite hiring freeze, and there will be no merit raises. Martin says he and other senior leaders will take a pay cut of up to 20 percent. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page wants to spend some federal money on testing kits, overtime pay for first responders, and hotel stays for health care workers and the homeless. Those are among his spending priorities. For $175 million from the federal government, he's hoping to include around 100,000 coronavirus tests that currently cost $25 each in what Page describes as a, quote, volatile and competitive market. Missouri's Department of Public Safety director says the state will receive a full refund for 48,000 recalled masks from China that were shipped to first responders. Sandy Karsten says Missouri is expected to receive more than $8 million for the face coverings that did not pass department standards. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is freezing another $47 million in state spending. That's in addition to $180 million announced earlier this month. Here are the numbers. There have been roughly 180 deaths in Missouri from COVID-19. State health officials report around 5,800 cases, and almost 57,000 patients have been tested. In Illinois, officials report almost 1,350 deaths. There are around 31,500 cases out of more than 148,000 coronavirus tests. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron will tell us about people in the region who are spending more time gardening to help cope with the pandemic. As we mentioned, Washington University plans to furlough 1,300 employees, including many at its medical campus, over the next three months. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, the school has lost millions in revenue due to the pandemic. Furloughed employees will be off work for an estimated 90 days, but will still receive benefits. The furloughed faculty and staff represent about 8% of the school's employees. The campus's hospitals and clinics saw a vast decrease in patients when they shifted to providing care for people sick with the coronavirus. The lost patients cost the school $60 million in revenue the first month of the pandemic alone. Those financial losses are expected to more than double within the next few months. Senior school officials are taking voluntary pay cuts for the next year to cut down on costs. The schools canceled in-person classes through August 1st, but leadership hopes to resume normal operations in the fall. I'm Sarah Fentum, St. Louis Public Radio. Protesters calling on the government to reopen businesses throughout Missouri are planning to gather today in Jefferson City and Springfield. A rally was held yesterday in Hillsboro. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says he is sympathetic to those who think restrictive stay-at-home orders go too far. I understand how people feel. Uh, people have the right to uh, organize, they have the right to protest, the right to speak up. Um, I hope that they do it in a responsible way uh, and with proper social distancing. 
Page is planning to review the county's stay-at-home order in the coming weeks. It's in effect at least until mid-May. He is hinting that an announcement on reopening trails and parks could come sooner. Scientists at Harvard University say people who have lived with air pollution for many years are at greater risk of dying from coronavirus. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports people living near industrial facilities in the St. Louis region are worried more than ever about getting sick. Residents have long complained about air pollution from industrial facilities in the Metro East. Mamie Cozy lives near the Veolia incinerator in Sage. That's a facility federal officials are investigating for heavy metals emissions. Cozy says she's certain living near the incinerator could put her and her grandchildren at greater risk of getting sick from the coronavirus. You know, it impacts your breathing on a daily basis. Not only that is coupled with what's out there. I've been in my house since March the 17th. And I will be in my house until December the 17th, if need be. The American Lung Association reports today that St. Louis has one of the worst levels of soot and dust particle pollution in the country. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen is planning another virtual meeting today. It will be the board's first meeting of the 2020-2021 session. The most pressing item is next year's budget, which is expected to be millions of dollars out of balance as the city deals with the financial impact of the pandemic. The board held the first virtual meeting in its history yesterday as members wrapped up the previous legislative session. Board President Lewis Reed says his colleagues are meeting the challenges caused by the virus. This city has a great number of really good legislators and the Board of Aldermen, you guys do the this city proud and the state proud. So I want to thank you for all your hard work. Along with the budget, aldermen are expected to deal with legislation this session to create paid paternal leave for some city employees. More St. Louis area residents are starting to garden during the outbreak. Some people are growing produce from seeds for the first time. Others are finding ways to expand their vegetable plots. St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron talks with people who are gardening to help cope with the pandemic. Virginia O'Brien has a new morning routine. Wake up and check on her plants. You know, I used to get up and check the headlines or something like that. And now I check my little green ones. Like I get up and I can't wait to see how they did. Like overnight or since yesterday, it's crazy. It's the first time she's grown produce from seed. She started at the beginning of March when she was preparing to quarantine. O'Brien has myeloma, a blood cancer, and is immunocompromised. So it's risky for her to leave the house right now. At first, she started to garden out of sheer boredom. Her harvest won't be enough to cut grocery trips out altogether, even at its peak in a few months. But O'Brien says now there's something calming in knowing that she has a way to grow a bit of food on her own. I'm still not farming to survive, but maybe there's some survival in the uh, just in the process of it. Just giving myself something really pleasant and nurturing to do every single day really helps the quarantine. O'Brien is one of many St. Louisans spending more time in their gardens. New members have poured into local Facebook gardening groups asking for tips. A garden manager at a South City Lowe's says they're running out of seed starter kits that normally languish unsold for years. And the trend's not just local. The American Seed Trade Association says many of its members have reported spikes in home garden seed sales. 
That does not surprise Michelle Saloy. She's a St. Louis area therapist who designs self-sustaining gardens in her free time. Saloy says people are looking for positive coping mechanisms right now. Think regular sleep, food, exercise, socialization, and meaningful activity. She says gardening hits a lot of those buttons. Plus, it gives people a sense of control and a reason to get up in the morning. If you have a typhoon or a tornado, you're out and about and you're, you know, trying to clear brush or rescue your neighbors. You, you've got things you can do. Having something you can do really does help when there's trouble. Saloy says gardening can connect people, too, even if it's just over fences from a safe distance. Connecting people is exactly what Darren Owens has been trying to do for years with his Southside Green Thumbs gardening group. Normally in April, the group might start planning informal garden tours all around South St. Louis. That's where Owens tends his eight-year-old garden in the Carondelet neighborhood. But this year's different. Before COVID, now it's like another form of BC, I was really just geeked about my apple trees possibly fruiting and making apples this year. Now I'm sort of like, how much can I grow and give away? Owen says he's not alone. Other longtime members of his gardening group are trying to figure out how to pack more into their garden spaces. A lot of people are also saying, you know what, I grow six tomato plants, but I got space. I could grow 20. So if I grow 20 tomato plants, I can give them away or give them to a, a pantry or give them to my neighbors because I like growing stuff anyway. Owens also says he's seen a lot of new members online asking for help growing food for the first time. He thinks gardening offers a really good way to respond to the sudden increase in stress of the outside world. One of the only truly American values that I deeply believe in was like, you know what, I can do for my neighbor, I will do for my neighbor. I think people aren't even thinking about whether that's going to have any impact. They just want to do something and they know that they can do that. Owens does not expect he'll be able to share his first June harvest with friends in person. He just hopes that he'll have enough extra to give a meaningful boost to a local food pantry. I'm Kay Petron, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Brian Heffernan edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.